Recording in progress. Well, good hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, sizes, genders, uh, pronouns, pronouns, uh, hairlines, hairline, hairlines. Hey, I take that as a personal disrespect. I take that as a personal disrespect. You know, you what don't are you even trying to say have about a hairline. Hairlines? I do not have a hairline. But he's sensitive about it because he wishes he does. I'm sensitive about it. Yeah, me it's too. Okay. And there's people anyway. my age who don't have hairlines. Yeah, it's, again, they're probably really bothered by it, though, Nina. And trust me, if I could, I would grow the biggest, nastiest afro if I could. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> listen, I'm, uh, uh, listen I, I, I have the plug. The plug is you go to Turkey. In Turkey, they fully do, like, the full... Like no. uh, what, what do they call it? Follicle re like reallocation. There's actually a thing. And... There's a thing here. You know, my ex goes. Well, my ex used to go to that I knew. It's like uh, mm-hmm. it's called hair club. <laughs> no, but that's not that's fugazi. This it is, is like, like, but this... it stimulates your hair follicles and it brings back parts of your hair. But his hair was growing back like white people's hair, not like curly. <laughs> okay. So there's hey, can, that we, can we at least introduce? the podcast to the listeners know who true we, are. True. Stuff, we did just jump yeah we did just jump right into it well good hello everybody i was doing my greeting and got distracted because this is hashtag uncensored it is the free-for-all version of uh what was previously recorded for vibe 105 which is still our family nina's still there but we are a free-form podcast where we still talk about news culture music current events all that good shit but we can also say all that good shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? So uh, welcome to the pod. Yours truly solitaire. DJ Ready Fox. No better Nina. Good hello. Good hello, everyone. Good, good hello. Good hello. I feel like I'd say it it's... in a southern accent. Good hello. <laughs> good hello. Good hello. Good hello. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, y'all, how, y'all been, how y'all been doing? How you been, Nina? Ben, Nina's ben. been through it as usual. Let me tell you. <laughs> Take everyone, grab a sandwich in a in a glass of water, and sit uh, down I and get comfortable because Nina's got some stuff to get off her chest. Man, I, I feel like since COVID, I have never had so many like m- mind you minor health issues, but so many sicknesses happened to me oh, no. in like the year time span that they happened. Like it's I had the vaccine. That- well, I had the hand, foot, and mouth. Then I had, then I actually got COVID. I think I had strep throat before, way before when COVID first started too. Oh, and now I just had a fucking stomach bug. Don't know where the fuck that came from because I have not traveled. Um, it's because you're vaccinated. Well, it's, I literally it's a vaccine. <laughs> I literally woke up. It was last week Wednesday. I went to the gym. I came home. And I thought maybe because I dropped my gym at the water bottle and like it fell on the mouth, the mouth part fell. You on dropped the floor. your water bottle at the gym, you mean? Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, dropped those my, days, eh? I dropped my water bottle at the gym and it fell on the mouthpiece. So I'm, I was thinking maybe the germs got on there. I don't know. But anyways, mm-hmm. I come home Wednesday night. I'm taking a shower. I start getting nauseous. I had to keep stopping and getting out the shower with shampoo in my hair. Everything it was a disaster. Oh my God. I wake up Thursday morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, my stomach's still turning. I'm like, what the hell? So five minutes before I start work, I have to put my fingers in my throat and make myself throw up. because Oh, oh I hate doing that. Oh. I know. I hate it too. But you know when you have to do it? I just had to do it. Oh, and it comes out and I'm like, great. You're a no so limit then, soldier, Nina. I know. And then I'm working and I still feel like out of body. I don't have an appetite, nothing. I'm so tired. I call it quits after lunch. I'm like, yeah, I can't work anymore. Friday, uh, by 10.30 p.m., start feeling better. 
Friday, wake up, feel fine. I went to the gym. I was just burping a lot, but I went to the gym. I ate normally everything, and I had steak for dinner at my cousin's house, medium mm. rare, and I think that retriggered Oh, you got it. food poisoning, maybe. Well, I think it retriggered whatever the bug was that was in there because then Saturday morning, I wake up at 4 a.m. tossing and turning, same thing. I had to force myself to throw up. At this point, I went to the doctor's. Good. The doctor's like, well, and the doctor's like, uh... Do you want to do a pregnancy test? Because like this is like morning oh. sickness. I'm like, bro, what, dude? <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. Oh, I spicy. was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just take my blood pressure. And she's like, your blood pressure is high, but she's like, it's probably because of what I just said. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Did the pregnancy test? Not pregnant, guys. Um. Anyways, and so then. <laughs> The doctor was just like, it's just a stomach bug. You just have to eat on the brat diet, which is banana, rice, applesauce, toast. So I literally probably only ate 500 calories of food on Saturday and another 700 on Sunday. And you know, those are my cheat days. So I was hurting. Oh, boy. And then Monday, I ate normal solid food, my normal meals, played soccer, still burpy. But it wasn't until yesterday that I felt perfectly 100% fine. I don't know what happened to me or how it happened to me, but it did. Wow. It just got maybe just like a flu bug type thing. Yeah. and Well, it... at least it wasn't a baby bug. Yeah, thank God, bro. I was or scared. a COVID bug. I was like, oh. Ah, COVID, does that even exist anymore? This, this, this COVID I've seen people in Quebec died, seven people recently. I promise mm. you there are probably 18 new variants out there that they're just not bothering to tell us about anymore. They're just like, you know what? 100%. It's whatever. I, 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 hey, listen, I, I don't blame them because, yo, the amount of vitriol and pushback and division. Would you be I'm upset, like, though, if you found out that there were a couple of new variants floating around and they said nothing? And then we uh, found out we found out like a year later that there was a new variant that they chose not to report and X amount of people died from it or something like it wouldn't yeah, bother you. I guess I, I guess I would be. I guess I kind of would be upset. That would be a I scandal. Think that, that would be a political scandal. But I mean, I, I, I would understand. I put it this way. It would be like Chris Rock said in his in his uh, one of his I think it was bigger and blacker. He'd be like, you know what? I would I'd be upset, but I would understand why they did it mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's uh you know it's a it's a spicy meatball. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. People are just gonna be like, oh, it's a hoax. Oh, they're just fear mongering. Oh, like the the outlash and the and the outcry of people. it. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, we're doomed. Yeah, yeah, we're doomed. Uh... And we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that today. Yeah, and we'll talk about doomness. So what are how you guys' this weeks? Yeah, well, how was uh, your week, Salter? Uh, putting out fires. Um, you know, just said more so, just you know, work stuff, studio stuff, music school stuff. Like with growth, obviously comes growing pain. So there's there's a few hiccups that we uh that we encountered. We're looking for a new piano teacher at the music school, so that's been a challenge finding the right candidate for the job. Alicia Keys, get um, her. I, I you know what she sent her resume and uh, I think I you said not qualified. <laughs> no, I just you know what her tour schedule is kind of conflicting with our weekly right. half an hour lessons with uh you know and local I've heard, I've heard Swiss teams. is jealous he doesn't like her hanging around strange guys too. So he what probably, about Mozart? Yeah. Mozart, Mozart yeah, is dead. I think him being dead would probably keep him. From he's dead, doing it. so he's not available. He's That's not crazy. Available. But, but Elton John but, just retired. But I did write a letter to ChatGPT, and ChatGPT is writing up an algorithm <laughs> to create a virtual version of so Mozart. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. You, Nina, you asked for it. Okay, you asked right. for it. <laughs> 
as long as you know. Okay. Okay. Um, Ready for Fox? How was your week? We know what you you know what you're gonna say, but we're gonna ask you anyway. It was good. Oh my god, bro! Tell them you went outside one day. Okay, I did. I I go outside every day though. (laughs) Oh my. No, but outside, outside. You went to Solitaire's Good Music Party. Yes, that was a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I went to it and it was great. I had a really good time. And anybody out there, uh, if you were thinking about possibly going, again, it's the third Saturday of every month. That's right. And uh, solitaire and rich kid and uh, haunt, haunt. we get we get drunk, stand on tables, yeah, it, and then yell at you to really turn up. It was a really good vibe. I had a really good time. It's been a long time since I've been out, and I was telling Nina before we started recording too. Like, I just like being around a lot of black positive people having a good time, and I haven't had yeah. that in a long time, and that that's good for my soul. I just love being around positivity, good vibes, black people just enjoying themselves, and it wasn't just all black people. Like, it's a mix. It's Toronto, right? So. You get yeah. a mix of everything there or whatever, but there was enough black people there for me to feel like, yo, I'm around my people and I love it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, he definitely like if you know Reddy Fox, you know he's in a good vibe when his when his cheeks are on perma high, like his cheeks are <laughs> oh, yeah, that's smiling so the whole true. time. His cheeks are super rosy. I was like, all right, good to go. Vodka exactly. helps too. Yeah, vodka definitely helps. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's jump right into it. Uh, we are going to try to keep it to an hour, but you know how that goes when we happening. get to talking. We've already been talking for uh, ten minutes. I know, That's but good. Maybe, I think I think we'll be able to to breeze through these because this is a pretty interesting stuff. Uh, have you heard? Yeah. Have you heard? A I A I O. So A I A I. Is listen this year in AI with Chat GPT and what's happening in that world? Uh, I was talking to a few people about it. I believe looking back, this is going to be the moment where we say everything changed, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Chat GPT, the future of AI, what that looks like for for a lot of different uh, industries, not just writing, but uh, it has several implications code, across uh, writing code, anything. Yeah, to write everything. For whatever Every thing. everything, everything. Um, also, I'll just talk a little bit about the power of the pen and paper because I've recently, uh, in working on this new music project, I've kind of really done a deep dive back into writing my lyrics with a pen and a pad, like you know, real old school shit, and uh-huh. it has really, really helped me. Um, among other factors, uh, inspired a lot of my creativity. I feel like I'm getting into a real groove with that. So I wanted Thanks. to talk a little bit about, you know, getting back to that kind of that that real feeling of writing with a pen and a pad. Wicked. And uh, just in the, you know, news update is a very, very, very touchy subject when it's talking about transgender women in sports. There was a recent development that w- there was announcement made by the uh, World Athletic association uh, about the banning of transgender uh, women athletes in sports competitions. Mm-hmm. Just reporting, you know, we just, it's, it's, it's a very, 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 very contentious, very interesting. I would have to say like psychologically, sociologically speaking uh, conversation. Um, and there's so many different aspects to consider. So we'll touch a little bit about that. We've got the to be announced to be determined segment. Uh, formerly known as Politics as Usual, Jonathan Majors, uh, grand opening, grand closing, maybe? Uh, He was recently arrested in New York City uh, and also uh, dragged through the court of public opinion uh, and discussing the benefits of being off social media. Reddy Fox is officially an advocate for telling your 
telling you punk asses to get off social media immediately. Actually, my uh, view on that has changed a bit. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell anybody to get off of it anymore. Okay, not at all. Okay. Just okay. people like me. No, not even. <laughs> Amen. Oh. If you want to glue two cell phones to your eyes, Nina... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you dissing? That's a subtle diss. That's not a subtle diss. That's not a subtle diss. <laughs> that, that is definitely, what would they call it? That's um, definitely some shade. Subtweet. It's a sub. It's a sub. You're subbing. I don't see how subbing. that is, but okay. Well, anyway, we'll see. Well, so Ready Fox is going to be discussing the benefits of being off social media, one of which is improved better privacy. Privacy likely means different things for different age groups, but uh, what is the concept of privacy in, in a social media world? I have often... Uh, remarked to people who are younger than me that I don't think that they have the same concept of privacy Perfect. that we did. <laughs> Great. So you're going to remember what you said to them for the segment? Oh, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so we'll talk about that. I'm excited about that one. And in music news, Takashi69 <laughs> got the brakes beat off of him in L.A., Fitness in Florida. I feel bad for, <laughs> after freeballing it with no this. security. <laughs> I feel bad for smiling. I feel bad for taking pleasure in him getting beat up. I feel bad. I don't. Th- you know what it is? Psychologically, I think you and I and, and uh, we're we're hardwired for wanting justice to be served <laughs> to people who deserve <laughs> justice. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's what it is. Snitches because... get motherfucking stitches, guy. <laughs> Straight up, he's a fucking snitch, no good piece of shit snitch, oh, and he man. deserves oh, every black eye, bruise, <laughs> cut, Stomp. abrasion. Well, damn. I can't Holy stand moly. guys like that, man. And just to be so mm-hmm. ballsy about it, and just because you have security yeah, yeah. with you, and just yeah. playing the tough guy when we know you're not a tough guy. Ah, oh, man. Sorry. Super messy. <laughs> super messy. Sorry. Anyway, that's the that is uh, that is the super long, drawn out outline of what we've got in store for discussions today. Um, I think we got a doozy of a conversation. We're gonna try to keep it compact, but you only you know how we get going when we're on a roll. So bear with us, strap in, let's get this going, and we'll start off with this week's <laughs> if it if it if it if it if it have if it if it you if it if it if it if if it hurt. Okay, we'll work on a new intro for that. But in the for the time for the time being, we're gonna freestyle that. All right. Start things off. I just want to just as a news story and, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing your thoughts, a lot of people don't want to step on any toes. But the World Athletic Association voted to exclude transgender women athletes. The president of the World Athletics Association says the decision was based on an overarching need to protect the female category. Uh, so the criteria that they're uh, that they're using to ban transgender women is if they had gone through male puberty. Uh, this announcement was made on March the 23rd. Uh, the council also voted to tighten restrictions on athletes with differences in sex development, uh, known as DSD, and that includes cutting the maximum amount of plasma testosterone for athletes in half. Uh, it used to be five nanomoles. I don't know. That sounds very, very small, but it's even smaller now. They've reduced it from five to 2.5. Uh, these tighter rules will impact 
uh, difference in sexual development athletes, DSD athletes, uh, such as the two-time Olympic 800-meter champion Caster Sem- Semenia. Semenia. If you remember this story, Semenya. So if you remember this story uh, a few years ago, uh, Semenya is actually an intersex woman who was assigned as a female at birth, but she has XY chromosomes and a natural heterogametic heterogametic testosterone level. I'm assuming that means a heightened testosterone level. And when she won at the 2009 World Championships, he was actually made to undergo sex testing and was cleared to compete in the following year. So there was a lot of kind of, you know, because she does look very masculine if you see her, but she was actually born a woman. And there's people who believe that she has an unfair advantage. Some people were actually saying when they forced her to get tested for her sex, that there was an element of racial discrimination because she's an African athlete. Probably. Um, Sounds about but right. But she's she 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 is an intersex woman, so there's there's heightened testosterone, and and testosterone is largely believed to be the determining factor in uh in uh, the 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 performance of transgender athletes. So World Athletics President Sebastian Cole told a news conference that the decision, like I said, to exclude gender uh, transgender women was based on the overarching need to protect the female category and it added that there would be a task force to study the issue of trans inclusion that would actually be chaired by a transgender athlete Mm. and uh, similar to that decision uh, the swimming world's governing body world aquatics voted last june to bar transgender women from elite competition if they had experienced any part of the male puberty uh, uh, process Um, And the scientific panel had found that even after reducing testosterone levels through medication, transgender women still had a significant advantage. And that vote passed with 71% of the national federations in favor. Uh, Hmm. I want to defer to the only (laughs) naturally born woman on this uh, and woman on this. Are you? Are you? Are you Nina? Yes. Yes. I identify as she and she. Her and, and, are, she. and you're a, what they she call it. You're a, you're a cisgendered female, meaning you were born a female. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a, parts and... Yeah. I'm, I'm a girl. I don't know the what do term. You, what do you, how do, how do you feel? You know, it, it's the, 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 the conversation around transgenderism is such a, like a lightning rod conversation mm-hmm. that it's almost like if you say something that based on your beliefs and based on what you understand about science. Yeah. That it's common. You're almost asked. Yeah. So I want to, you know, Nina, how do you feel? Because I'll tell you one thing that really, um, really kind of frustrated me is that, you know, my niece going to school, learning about transgender and, you know, this question around what is a woman was kind of starting to question, you know, you know, what, how, what makes me a woman? I'm wondering how you think, what you think of when you're hearing about all these stories about, you know, banning transgender athletes, you know, redefining what it means to be a woman. How do you, how has that impacted your experience being a natural woman? Well, I think that like the banning of the transgender athletes, like I don't necessarily think it's wrong because scientifically, like, I was reading something a while ago where it was like, like basically how they always say like men have more of an advantage athletically, like just with the way they're born, like in their genetics, yes, they're biology. more of an, 
Yeah, and there's more of an advantage athletically. So it's not really fair for someone who was born as a man and transitioned over to a woman to compete in like a woman's category. I don't I don't think so. Like I I like and the thing is too like I've seen even like it's kind of on the same topic, but I remember even like Maybelline cosmetics i mean james charles is not transgender he's part of the mm-hmm. gay community but like they gave him like woman of the year or something and, and yeah I was, like, I was gonna bring that up too nina yeah, yeah and it's like he's not a woman so it's like now the things that were given to women like natural born women are being given to people who were born as men or who are men and still identify as that and it's like it just gives us another unfair advantage, I feel like. So I personally don't feel like it's wrong to ban transgender athletes from the women category. Like, they should compete in the category that they were born in because biologically, again, they were given that advantage. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion I agree. on mm-hmm. it. But, yeah. I 100% agree. I agree with this in terms of them not letting transgender women compete um, against natural born or whatever, not natural or whatever cisgendered or i don't even know what the terms are and this is the thing about transgender issues and i found this like you can see the war that's going on in the states right now especially on the right wingers with the republicans passing all these bills trying to basically make life harder and harder on transgender people and someone brought this up in saying out of all the um types of social issues i think in general everyone finds this issue the most confusing so it it makes it the most the easiest to to attack if you're like 100% against it or whatever. And then for the people that are, you know, we try to be respectful and tolerant of other people. It's still confusing for us or whatever. And you're always careful. You're always tiptoeing around what you say yeah. and what you really think about it because it's hella confusing for me. And someone also said, well, if it's confusing for you, how do you think it feels for the transgender person and their family? How confusing is it for them? So I understand that and I agree with that. My model has been and always will be let live, let people live. Treat people mm-hmm. the way you want to be treated. If I meet somebody and I mistakenly address them by a pronoun that they don't, you know, identify as, I'll apologize and try to remember and address them as whatever it is they ask to be addressed as. But, yeah. d- you know, don't attack me and get upset with me if I make a mistake. And honestly, yeah. I, this is a brand new thing for all of us that we're trying to figure out as a society. And mm-hmm. Just because someone doesn't necessarily agree with something like this, like you competing in sports, doesn't mean that someone's against your existence and trying to, like, you know, eliminate you from society and all that stuff. Like, I don't agree with a person that was born a man, becoming a woman, and then competing against women. Compete against the other men. If if they let transgender women compete with men, I'd have no problem with that. And another Mm -hmm. issue about this, too, is putting transgendered women in prisons with other women. That's another mm-hmm. thing too. That was that's been a big contentious issue as well too. Because yeah. again, that woman that used to be a man could go in there and just wreck shop and just be like the the, the queen of the block. You know what I mean? The cell block yeah. or whatever. So when it comes mm-hmm. to sports and stuff like that, being in prison, I don't necessarily agree with it. But my motto is and will always be: let people live their own lives, stay out of their business, treat everyone with respect the way you want to be treated. Bingo. And that's kind of where it falls for me, you know, it, we overly, and I think this is definitely something that is an aspect of academic, of academia. We over analyze the situation. And I recently watched the video and, you know, this whole question of like, what is a woman? And people are trying, you know, really, I find like the, there's a lot of contortion around avoiding 
the straightforward nature of asking what is a woman. And I came across a video on you on Instagram of all places. And basically he was like, a woman is a person who was born with a womb, womb, man, woman. That's what a woman is point blank period. When it comes down to I, how you identify, how you feel, I'm with you, ready. I, I'm absolutely with you. Like, I think everybody who was born on this planet has a right to feel safe, has a right to Exist. be able to yeah. have an opportunity to earn a living, has a right to find love, has a right to, you know, feel safe. All of those things, I I don't discriminate against whatever religion, whatever, you know, sexual orientation, whatever you're, you identify as. But I think when it comes down to the biology of it, I am very, very clear. That's what I'm saying. When you, that's what I was going to say. When you say you're confused, I was, I've never been confused. The only thing that has always been where I stand is everybody has a right to equal opportunity, equal, equal right to opportunity. Right. And beyond that, you know, bi biology is biology. I've never been confused about that, but I, I, I don't want to throw my hat into the discussion because it's too, it's too emotional, but I thought that was a significant announcement. I wanted to, to, you know, put that out there, definitely get some feedback, hear what people think, hear what y'all thought. And I, and um, I would I definitely think we're on the same page, but Something to be aware of. It's the new. It's a. It's the dawn of a new age for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I want to move on to this uh, next story here. This is something that I was kind of personal to me, and I wanted to get your take on it as well. Um, in such a digital age, uh, using a pen and paper is almost like a foreign concept. I, I find. Like, do you do you still write things down? Like, ready, Nina? Do you like actually pick up a pen? And you're like, oh, you know what? I got to make an appointment or something comes to your mind. Do you use a voice note? Do you write it on your phone, like your, your notepad on your phone? Or do you use a pen and a paper, like you, like a little notebook and, and like an old school pen and paper? Like, do you still do you still do that? Yes. I um, use it for when I'm doing like spiritual stuff, like journaling or manifesting, stuff like that. But yeah. otherwise, I'll just use my iPhone notes. But I do use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I still try to journal. Yeah. I I always hated journaling. Even when I was in a kid, I remember they would always try to make us keep a journal, and I, I probably did it, like, maybe once, mm -hmm. and then that was always a failing grade. I, to your I, I didn't own detriment, like... by the way. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I think I'm doing all right for myself right now. But you might be nevertheless... doing better if you were journaling, though. All right, fine. So uh, I recently came across this article that it really resonated with me. Reason I was saying just off the top of the show when I was discussing it, I've been writing a lot more music. I'm working on a project that's going to be coming out this summer. Nice. And, um, you know, with all of the tools that are at my disposal now, I've really gotten inspired. And I, you know, I, I've written lyrics using whatever, like Google Docs or Microsoft Word. But recently I've found... I, myself and it's 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 messy it's uh one of the reasons i usually prefer to type on a on a keyboard or like using digital is because it's I, i'm ocd and i like it to be neat but mm -hmm. writing has been super messy it's so lots of scratching but it's actually been very therapeutic it's been very inspiring it's very good for and you. i was kind of you know I, I, I was really curious when i came across this story by a woman named Rowenga sunga she's the owner of paper plus cloth which is a stationary uh, store in the West End of Toronto. 
And she was recently interviewed on CBC talking about her preference for writing things down as opposed to using digital ink. And some of her thoughts really kind of resonated with me. Uh, and she basically uh, asked, the question was asked, while we're still using, uh, a number of us are still using, um, you know, digital notepads, yeah. smartphones. There's a lot of people, and I, I mean, I don't know if it's more or less or what the survey would say, but there's a lot of people who still prefer using a pen and a paper. Is there some kind of deep human need being fulfilled? And I really, truly feel that there do, that there is. Uh, her response, we began with paper. It was one of our first forms of mediums for communication, and there's something very tangible, very comforting about writing things down. Scientifically, Reddy, I think you alluded to this, there is evidence of there being more cognitive information and retaining of information when you write things down. Bingo, bango, uh, dodge so Durango. This, it's one of those things uh, which kind of ties into the next subject around AI and digital. But, you know, I think that with the efficiency and, you know, the time saving uh, and being able to kind of in a sense, multitask that has been created by the digital technologies, there is definitely something tangible for me. For, and I think there is a kind of that spiritual connection. That's why it's mm -hmm. interesting, Nina, that you immediately went to that idea of like mm -hmm. using it for something spiritual. Because for me, writing lyrics, I wouldn't, I mean, I guess there's a spiritual element to it, but there's definitely a creative connection. And I, the way my mind works, I find that writing writing things down and then maybe changing a line and scribbling it out. It's almost like that mess is helping me to filter my thoughts mm -hmm. and like refine them. So as much as I hate this, the seeing like seeing the mess on my page, I've really, it, it has finally kind of dawned on me the therapeutic aspect of, of writing things down. Now start meditating too. And you'll really be off to the races. Oh, yeah, I still do that every morning. I find it has actually helped quite a bit. Meditating? I started during COVID, yeah. So I've been doing it for three years now, but I find it has really helped. An interesting... Five minutes a day. It's all it takes. Or I use, a, I use an app. Sorry. There's a good app. People might actually want to look at it. It's called Insight Timer. If you search anything, like you could search abundance, you could search attachment any literally anything that you're freaking out about or having troubles with right now and it has so many guided meditations um from like people all over the world like therapists or like just spiritual people and like stuff Deepak Chopra and, or something right yeah, yeah and they just guide you through you just close your eyes and just listen to them and just listen to what they're saying and, like do what they're saying and I find like I really like those I've been using what's that the, app what's the app called again insight timer and it's free all of it's free Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, I'm I, I'm not uh, I'm not a detractor about the power and the the effectiveness of meditation. I just I I do believe that there are it takes place in many different ways, and I think I've mentioned this to you before. I feel like walking for me is very meditative, and I heard this perspective about meditation where. There's this idea of like, you know, you clear your mind and don't focus on anything and how difficult that is. But it's a simple it's a simple addition or addendum to that. And it's not that you're clearing your mind, but you're just focusing on one thing. 
focusing on one thought. That's why it's always like, you know, focusing on your breathing, for example. And anything, anytime another thought enters your mind, you dismiss that as another thought and return to your breathing. So that's kind of like it's not really clearing your mind, but focusing on one thing. That's what meditation that has always been, though. It's not about clearing your mind. It's impossible to clear your mind. Your mind will well, always yeah, yeah, yeah. keep bringing up different things for you to think about. But it's just the practice of it distances you from your thoughts. You are not your thoughts, really and truly. Like you think about mm-hmm. a lot of things and a lot of things come in through your mind or whatever. That's not necessarily you. That's your brain just active, working, you know, figuring out things or, you know, absorbing information that you've learned and all that stuff. So you are not your thoughts. And when you take the practice of just sitting down, focusing on your breath, and then when you do have your thoughts come by, you just observe them and then you let them go. And then you continue to focus on what you're trying to focus on. And then you just kind of learn that, you know, you're not trying to bring these thoughts up. They just come up naturally, right? It's called the monkey mind. Some people call it or whatever, some monks and all that stuff or whatever. But yeah, I think a lot of people have that misconception about meditation that you're supposed to be able to just sit there for 10, 15, 20 minutes and not have any thoughts and just, you know, have just be in this zone. And that's not, that's not it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I think there's a lot of value in it. I, I, you know, you find what works for you, but this idea of writing and using a pen and paper, I kind of want to, you know, it is actually very, therapeutic there mm-hmm. is an element of being a, a really great way to find your creative outlet as a matter of fact uh, there are university professors who say that who won't even allow you to take notes digitally in their class and they make you write things down because it has been shown like i mentioned uh, that retention is much better when you're physically writing something down and i can attest to that writing lyrics has also been it's been a much easier process to memorize it as I'm writing. I mean, I'm practicing a lot of, a lot of it as well. And Rowenga was actually mentioning in the, uh, Rowena, sorry, was mentioning in the, in her uh, answer that it is a creative outlet for her and that she'd noticed that getting everything that's causing anxiety and filling up her head out on paper has been very calming. Um, and it also provides her with a sense of Zen and it is a, creative outlet so i think that you know in the spirit of reddy fox telling everybody that we should at least take a break from social media in the spirit of like you know what's going on with ai which i'm going to touch on next um getting back to analog getting back to that space of like using your hand and that that kind of like that hand eye mental uh connection it's been great for me and I would definitely recommend it if for anybody to, you know, just, even if it's journaling or just getting back to writing things down, man. One addition really I helpful. just wanted to say, you may not be your thoughts, but you do become what you think about. So, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. you definitely want to aspire to having more control over the things you do think about, but just, mm. you know, that natural flow of thoughts that go through your head, don't identify with that per se. That is not you per se, but you do okay. become what you think about all the time. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't think I was going to spend so much time talking on those things. You always because this is, thing. You always I know. This is the big story to me because I recently, if, if you're not familiar with chat GPT, I'm sure you've at least heard somebody in your life mention it, you know, at least once a day or at least once a week. Chat GPT uh, just released. It's basically AI. It's artificial intelligence. It's... Um, it basically is uh, uh, 
generative uh, or creative tools. You can ask it a question and it can write a paragraph explaining, you know, news events or it's actually pretty crazy today. Literally the day that we recorded this in the morning, I tried to get it to write an ad for a piano teacher for a cool uh, boutique music school. And initially it, you know, the network crashed, but then 15 seconds later, it actually wrote out a complete ad that I edited and used. I, you know, you can, you still have to edit, but the way that it wrote it out in the, in the voice that it wrote it out, it really kind of dawned on me even more so that chat GPT in this moment that we're, we're experiencing with the advances in AI technology, specifically to generative or creative tools, um, it's it's changing the game. Like we're we're gonna look back on this in like five, ten, twenty years as the moment when shit changed, either for the for the better, even more better, and so even sure like that, yeah. faster progress, or we're gonna devolve into like complete and utter chaos. So um, I'm not even gonna get into the the, to the psychological aspect of it, but uh, there is a recent letter that has been signed by over a thousand people um, that was actually spearheaded by, you know, Reddy Fox's favorite technological guru, Elon Musk, <laughs> uh, who says that we should Not as smart stop. As you guys think he is, but go on. We should, <laughs> we sh he's Elon Musk basically says we should stop rapid AI development right now, right now. He said, cause it's cutting into my and bottom he, line at Twitter. He is, I, I mean, the rabbit hole goes very deep. So he's actually the co-founder of ChatGPT Creator, which is a company called OpenAI. And him, along with, uh, you know, a thousand other um, people signed a letter uh, that basically is urging a six-month pause in developing systems more advanced than ChatGPT4. Uh, which is the latest, uh, the latest edition? Warning against potential threats to society and humanity. This is such, this is so crazy. He's a loser. So, according to a 2021 Stanford University report, AI systems are being used to spread dis disinformation on the internet. Uh, and water is wet. I think we've kind of <laughs> anticipated that for way before 2021, but nevertheless, it's been formalized now uh, since 2021 by Stanford University. And uh, these AI systems are giving the potential to become a threat to, de to democracy and a tool for fascism. I'm going to read you a quick, um, a quick excerpt from the letter that they wrote. Contemporary AI systems are now becoming human competitive at general tasks. And we must ask ourselves, should we let machines flood our information channels with propaganda and untruth? Should we automate away all the jobs, including the fulfilling ones? Should we develop non-human minds that might eventually outnumber, outsmart, obsolete, and replace us? Should we risk loss of control of our civilization? Like these are, this is, this is crazy stuff that we're talking about here. And I'm laughing to keep myself from like my brain exploding. <laughs> so. Such decisions must not be delegated to unelected tech leaders. Powerful AI systems should be developed only once we are confident that their effects will be positive and their risks will be manageable. This confidence must be well justified and increase 
with the magnitude of the system's potential effect. It goes on and on and on. But, uh, you know, at some point, it may be important to get independent review before starting to train future, future systems. Ready, Fox? Cry me a you... fucking river, man. Cry <laughs> me a river. You guys are... Okay. First of all... Rain it in, rain it in. Just, just distill your thoughts because we know we're almost out of time anyway. A billion scientists have been saying climate change, climate change. Nobody listens to them. We literally live in this world, especially in North America or the Western world, where capitalism runs all. Progress is absolutely more important than anything else, regardless of how it affects or adversely affects human beings. So for mm -hmm. these guys, especially Elon Musk, of all the fucking people, to be trying to warn about, oh, oh my God, the hypocrisy. <laughs> I can't get over these people sometimes, man. I want to fucking bomb some of these people's asses <laughs> just off of the planet sometimes man they annoy me so goddamn much but yeah that's the ready fox do not represent mine in solitude <laughs> i'm just tired of these guys like why do you what all you guys can warn us until the cows come home or whatever nothing's gonna yeah. stop progress nothing's gonna stop some some whatever science computer science guy from if he wants to try to rewrite a brand new ai code that's that's capitalism baby yeah. You, you can't stop there progress. You, you can't get yeah. upset now. Cigarettes cause cancer. That didn't <laughs> stop companies from selling them. Pandora's box has definitely Whatever. officially been open. Like I, I don't river. see them. I don't see them putting this toothpaste back in the tube at this point. What about you, Nina? Are Enough you? Are, have you? Are you? Are you on GPT right now? Are you, nope. are you Not on none of that stuff because yeah, I don't want it to. Uh, Can it's I just, just going to change the entire human experience? You don't know this yet. We really don't know this. Oh, yet. oh, we know, we know. This. But no, know but this. the way Solitaire showed the thing to us today, even like the ad okay. that I wrote, I was like, "Holy shit!" That's I was like, nothing. I could, I was sitting there doing my work for my job, and yeah. I was like, I could legit use ChatGPT to do Go my ahead, job. Do yep. it. You could yep. do it, but... and you sh and you absolutely should. Okay, so I've That's... seen a lot of articles about the different yeah. things that you can do with ChatGPT. So when I saw what you shared with me today, I was like, "Why are you guys so impressed with this?" There's somebody that asked ChatGPT. With a $100 budget, write out a business plan to make as much money as possible, as quickly as possible, by any legal means possible. And they've mm -hmm. already started a business that's already valued at like $25,000. Uh, I'll give you one. Wow. I'll, 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 I'll one-up you on that. Somebody actually drew, and that's what the what G, chat GPT for, it actually can, can um, could create... Um, like programs or like a website based on drawings. So somebody drew an idea for a website and chat GPT created the website and that like, yeah, that's fine. Did the and programming for yeah, it. So it does a lot of crazy, complex, yeah. quick things for people. Like somebody else did something where he needed to come up with this whole business plan and advertising campaign and the chat GPT did it for him in like 20 minutes, as opposed to would have taken like hours or days with a group of people to do what it did in like less than I think it was less than five minutes or whatever. But first of all, again, think about how much the world has changed in 100 years. If you asked people in 1923, whatever the new technology was, and oh, it's going to change our lives, it's going to be revolutionary and all that stuff. There's no way for us to really understand or know what the world's going to look like even another 100 years from now, to be honest. So this mm -hmm. all this alarmist stuff and everything i'm just ignoring it now at this point like i'm just living my life and doing what i gotta do for the betterment of myself and my family and friends 
but all this stuff, like nobody knows. That's all conjecture. None of these people are experts it, on, on the future. There's no experts on the future. It it is it. I, I, I listen. I'm I'm with you, and you already you already know. If any, all of our longtime fans of this show, you already know what my you, you know what my philosophy is. We're doomed. We're doomed. Mm-hmm. We're doomed. You, people really. But here's you. the thing. Here's the thing. Like this is this is never occurred like this you know this idea of ai and like you know whatever it is like i can't remember what they call it in the matrix or all these different like sci-fi movies this the advent of ai was always something that was going to be like you know hundreds of years off in the future like this to me is the watershed moment of when we look back this is going to be the the, one of the defining eras this year we we can't know that yet we can't know that yet I, I, I you know, uh, trust me. I that that that's my declaration, and I'm going to end my segment there because it can go a lot deeper. But Forever. that is all we have time for. For have you heard? And if you have an opportunity, you have a small business. If you're if you're a writer, if you're just a novice that you want to start a business to create a website, I would definitely advise you to utilize this tool that really circumvents you having to to um to kind of outsource a lot of things especially when you get started it's definitely a very powerful tool nina in particular <laughs> use that shit i'm telling you anyway that's uh that's all for have you heard so i'll pass the microphone over to my brother reddy fox uh to talk about uh jonathan majors yeah sure okay and i'll be quick because solitaire used up so much time i'm sorry i'm, that's sorry, okay. I'm sorry so i'll start my timer now so everyone heard about this if you haven't heard already jonathan majors uh, whose whose star has been on a meteoric rise recently, um, got arrested last Saturday in New York on charges of strangulation, um, assault, and harassment. Um, and I've apparently so crazy. Anytime someone reports like a domestic assault case or whatever, I think it's apparently at least maybe in the states or maybe in New York. I don't know because every state is different with their laws, but it's mandatory that are that they arrest the accused, whatever perpetrator kind of thing mm-hmm. and then they sort it out afterwards but i don't think i think they're trying to make up for all the times in the past where they didn't take victims seriously or whatever so they just arrest the person and then they sort it out afterwards or whatever right so mm-hmm. um he got arrested and on sunday his lawyer said he's entirely innocent now the new york city police said that uh, majors was involved in a dom- domestic dispute with a 30 year old woman who i'm assuming was his girlfriend and that happened in Manhattan around 11 a.m. in the morning, actually, when the 911 call was made. And uh, the victim, his girlfriend or the woman or whatever, informed police that she was assaulted. And officers placed um, majors into custody without incident. And uh, the victim, the woman, sustained minor injuries to her head, neck, and was removed uh, to an area hospital in stable condition. Okay, mm-hmm. so a representative, again, for Jonathan Majors said they deny any wrongdoing by the actor. Surprise, surprise. Of course, they're going to say mm-hmm. that they're his representatives. Um, mm-hmm. His representative said he's done nothing wrong. We look forward to clearing his name and clearing this up. And then on Sunday, um, one of his lawyers also came out and said it is probably actually Majors is the victim of this altercation with the woman he knows. And uh, this is this is a, a really um, nefarious thing, apparently, in assault cases where the, the perpetrator or the, the person that commits the assault kind of flips it on the other person and makes them out to be the victim. People kind of saw that with the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing, where she -hmm. accused him of abusing her when it turned out she did some abuse to him and all that stuff or whatever. They had a word for it, too. I forgot what it was called, like Davro or something like an acronym for it, where it was Mm -hmm. like deflect, 
accuse and like you're just kind of reversing it so that you know you're starting to question the victim as opposed to the alleged perpetrator and all that stuff okay so mm. that's that's basically the gist of everything that we know so far mm. and i want to ask you based on what i told you what is your opinion on jonathan majors oh, this is too early to tell man it's too early in the narrative to really get a sense i mean you know with with a high profile like he's really just jumped into everybody's consciousness i would say at least to me, you know, I'm not, I don't pay that close attention to like, you know, what's going on in the entire world of, of entertainment. So when something reaches me, I, I assume it to be pretty major news. So he's, no his star intended. is, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so his star is clearly on the rise. He's becoming like a, you know, becoming like a, a household A-list. name. Yeah. So with that, you know, new levels come new devils. And I, I don't know what the, the story is. I think there's a lot more to unfold. So I ha nothing's really changed okay. to me. So, about... Nina, what, based on all the information I've given you so far about the case, have you formed an opinion, Yao, about uh, Jonathan Majors? No. And I haven't really, like, I didn't watch Creed. And, like, I just didn't really pay attention to this. Do you but, think like, he's handsome? Do you think he's handsome? No. No. He's not even, like, uh, like mid-ugly. Like, you know, your type is mid-ugly. He's more ugly. Nina. <laughs> <laughs> He's not my style. But um, Go on. but I think I think uh what's it called? It, I I did hear the story. I just didn't pay attention to the details, but I heard about the woman recanting their statements and things like that too. Um I think yeah, I I think with Salter saying it's too early to tell, but I do think it's suspicious that there was like other people in the car that are like that's not what happened. Like, you know, I just think right. it's quite interesting in that aspect right okay so the reason why i brought up the story is because this pretty much represents everything i hate about social media because if mm. you went on social media to see what pe so many people formed opinions just based off of the news story already some people are saying like you said jokingly at the beginning of the show grand opening grand closing one other person said oh he's canceled now or oh, what's kevin feige at marvel gonna do about this now or whatever like there was People did not hesitate to express their opinions, either supporting him or out against mm -hmm. him. I saw one woman actually say, I can't believe this is the same guy I saw on whatever a talk show talking about, you know, being sensitive and caring about women. This is the kind of men that I find to be the most scary. And I was like, bitch, for real? Like, you're already <laughs> forming this opinion about him off of this news story when nobody knows anything yet. And this mm -hmm. is the thing that... I wanted to talk to you guys about because I was like, yo, this is why I fucking hate social media because of stuff like this. So people were giving their two senses left and rights and all that stuff. And I just want to ask you guys in general, why? Why are people like this? Why do people feel the need? No, I'm, I'm being deadly <laughs> I, I serious know, know, right now because I'm not in these streets anymore. And this is part of the reason why when I see stuff like this, I'm like, thank God I'm not really seeing this stuff on any whatever because I see the news story and usually news stories will have tweets of people talking about it. And then you mm. can just click on the tweet and then you'll see it and see you'll more. see all the responses of what people say to it, right? So that's how I see what people are talking about on Twitter. Mm. And uh, I just, I was blown away by the mm. amount of hard and strong opinions people had one way or the other about mm. this. You know, of course, I don't want it to be true because I'm always happy when I see a black man succeeding. You know what I mean? Like... I just love to yeah. see it, and he's he's not the typical good-looking type of black man that you see usually succeeding in Hollywood. You know, he's got a big, broad nose and 
big Negro lips and all that stuff or whatever. So for him to have that conventional black man look and still be this successful, I really loved and appreciated that for him. But mm. I don't know what what's going to come of this. I don't have an opinion about this one way or the other. So I, guys, please, honestly, try to answer this question for me because I'm, I'm, I don't get it. Why are people so quick to have an opinion and want to share it with the world on social media about something they it's not even a week yet since this has all come out i mean i don't know nina you want to go first or why what is it what is what is it yeah i was just gonna say i just think that because social media gives everyone a voice so i feel like people just say whatever they want to say because it's their account they have a platform everyone has a platform so everyone just shares their thoughts that go on in their head and share it to the world but i do also think there's a small percentage of those people i'm not gonna say all but I do think there's a small percentage of those people who might be sharing their opinion because they have experienced, actually experienced um, these types of things, such as assault mm. or, or whatever, right? So some people mm. might just be sharing their story and addition and, and, and whatever it is. Um, but but yeah, I think it's mostly just because everyone has a platform. And everyone has a, a voice that they can use on their platform and everyone feels like somebody, you know, like yeah. people kind of forget that Instagram is not real, like... Like, you don't post, like, I don't post what has, like, it's just not real. I don't post what's actually been going on in my life mm. on my Instagram. You would never know. Like, so right. I just think people forget that. And I think that people just, um, yeah, they just, they just. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I think some people actually too want to say something controversial in the hopes that their tweet will go viral or get a lot of yeah. attention. And I think mm -hmm. that's part of the incentive as well, too. Um Again, which is just a slimy, weird reason to say some shit publicly that you don't know anything about. And I'm sorry, even if you've been a victim of assault, unless you're just speaking about the psychology of the victim or whatever, but you still don't know that what happened to you happened to you. It has nothing to do with what's happening with Jonathan Majors and his girl. So mm. I don't know. But that was there were two aspects of this story that also came about as I was seeing it develop. Um, this whole concept of... Because some people are like... We have the slogan of believe all women. Whenever a woman mm. says she's been assaulted or whatever, just don't question it. Just believe it. And I just wanted to ask you guys, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you think we should just automatically just assume or believe what a woman is saying? Or like, how would you approach it if you were the ruler of the world? I'll start with you, uh, Nina, actually, because this is a woman thing. And save Nina, <laughs> Nina said at the beginning of the show that she is a woman and she was born a woman. So we're, we're going to go with that. <laughs> well, I think it's a shame that there are women who have taken advantage of Believe All Women just out of spite against people that they don't like. Uh, I think it's a shame that that has also become an issue with Believe All Women because I think if that didn't happen then it would be easy to literally believe all women. But there are some evil people in this world who just don't like people and just make up stories about them to ruin their life. And I think that's where the issue is. So, yes, there is always going to be a bit of skepticism when it comes to hearing about any of these kinds of stories. And I don't think it's wrong because we've seen these stories be lies be told on people and like their whole lives are flipped upside down because of it. So I don't necessarily think it's wrong. Like people say, Oh no, regardless, believe all women. I will always be skeptical of everything that I hear, regardless woman or man, because a man can be spiteful too. Um, and, and I, I do I, think the woman is actually white, which kind of 
plays a little ooh. into yeah. See, that's what that I heard ooh too. by yeah. solitaire. <laughs> and and yeah. why did you say the ooh solitaire? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, not to finish your thought, Nina. No, that's it. That's it. That's no. it. Uh, Nina touched on a couple of things that I, you know, absolutely agree with. I, I, uh, and this, I guess this is kind of goes hand in hand with the conversation about social media to the, to that argument about, you know, people feeling that they want to express their opinions. I really think that there is a generation and maybe it's not even a generational thing. Cause I think there's people our age who, who are, you know, for my generation who also overshare and also kind of like have this mentality of anything that pops into their head, they want, they need to post about it or comment about it. Whereas I'm far more withdrawn in terms of like, I think that I protect my energy. And I think that if I have an opinion, I want to be able to share it in a way where I can have a productive back and forth with somebody that I respect who has like a knowledge about the subject, at least like cursory or just, mm-hmm. you know, a basic, you know, knowledge about the world that I respect to give me a different perspective or a different view that I may not have considered. You know what I mean? Like it's gotta be a, a, a conversation that's circular and you just cannot achieve that with online discourse. So I typically, my first resort is to, talk to somebody that I know. And it's usually not on social media because once you start putting it out there, you're opening up a whole can of worms that I think it becomes a matter of one-upmanship. It becomes a matter of clout chasing, scoring points for people to be like, yeah, you're right. That person's a fucking moron. And it's like, that's there. there is no... I think we've lost a lot of the concept of a pro, of a productive debate online because it's no longer about that it's about saying shouting people down and making people submit it's just not a place for that now when it comes to this story about like you know believe all women my take that i will express here on hashtag is i don't believe anybody man woman nobody Mm -hmm. i think i believe once i see evidence and i see kind of like a pattern of behavior or you know and if there's not enough information Based on like if somebody says something and then somebody retorts, that's one person's word versus another. Right. And you can kind of make a gauge based on maybe you know something about the character of one person, but you don't really know anybody uh, what they're like behind the scenes when the cameras are off and nobody's around. Mm -hmm. So I take everything with a grain of salt. I think believe all women that catchphrase came at an important time when there was you know, a lot of heinous behaviors were that were hidden mm-hmm. behind the scenes the were revealed. Yeah. And, it, and it needed to happen. And it was not my place to say, well, you know, we don't have to believe all women because it was an important moment yeah. where we had to give, uh, uh, we had to amplify women's voices because we do know, and I know that there's men who have an experience with women in their lives that they know who have said, who have confided in them. Yeah, guys do some fucked up shit that... Mm-hmm really does not that flies below the radar and you kind of know that there is really eye-opening for me to a lot of the stories that were coming out around the the real you know explosion of the me too movement and all that stuff or whatever but i understand the sentiment behind the believe all women's segment or slogan because yeah we we've done a piss poor job historically of supporting women 
especially that are in domestic abuse situations type thing or whatever. So it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's better to have the overshoot in the other direction yes. of believing all women so yeah. that, you know, whether we get bite, you know, whatever, bit in the butt by um, a couple of liars here and there. And we, yeah. you know, we support the 98% that are being truthful, you know? So, right, right. you know, so but that being said, like my, my, just my final thought on it is I don't, I've let the story unfold because a lot of this stuff is like, adult. it's new, it, it's news headlines. So it's like, it's a story like, okay, See? let's keep an eye on that. Let's wait till the more information comes to light. Cause you're an adult. And that's the thing. All these people that were giving their two senses on social media, I really starting to think you guys are just a bunch of fucking children. Like you're all just 14 and 15 year olds. Yeah. You're just, they're just trying. They're literally are people, anybody who is willing to comment on a headline that they just read 30 seconds ago and are going to run to their Twitter. It was ridiculous. It was, it was like pigs in a trough. Like, yeah, they're just trying to score points and that, and that's the problem. It's not about discourse. It's about, you know, getting the likes and the approval of people saying, you guys yeah. are losers. I'm I'm not even joking. I was disgusted when I saw all the tweets <laughs> of what people having these strong and hard opinions about it. First yeah. of all, Jonathan Majors, whether you're supporting him or you're against him now or whatever, if you're against him, so you're just automatically believing believe all women. If you're yeah. if you're supporting him, you don't know him. You don't know. Like, there are other stories that have been coming out recently now that he's been a bit of a terrorist when it comes to how he deals with people in the whatever, the New York theater scene and all that stuff. A couple of people tweeted about him saying, oh, all these mm-hmm. people are falling in love with Jonathan Majors, but you don't know the real Jonathan Majors kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. the person didn't want to, you know, say Jonathan Majors name directly because they were like, then that's going to, you know, they're going to ask, so who did he abuse? And they were like, well, we don't want to bring up names of people that were whatever kind of thing and all that stuff or whatever. And then the whole thing of it or whatever. But I was like, listen, man, if Bill Cosby can have a fall from grace, anybody can have a fall from grace. You guys Mm -hmm. don't really appreciate how big and important and revered Bill Cosby was. So Mm -hmm. if Bill Cosby can fall from grace, certainly Jonathan Majors can, too. So Mm -hmm. can you guys just grow up and just wait for the story to play out before you form your opinions? Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I just find I just I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So social media again, again, my opinion about social media is obviously I don't I'm not on it and I don't want to, you know, have anything to do with it, whatever. But I'm not trying to tell people whether or not you should be on it or not be on it anymore. I'm just going to kind of talk about, you know, the danger signs and the warnings about it and stuff and some of the benefits of not being on social media, such as privacy and mm. this is the conversation I want to have with you guys because I do remember one time Nina was talking about how um, she didn't want you didn't want to post something in particular or there were certain things you weren't going to post because you didn't want your Instagram to give a bad impression of of you to people mm-hmm. if they looked at it or whatever. And that made me think about this whole conversation here as well too. So Cal Newport, who is an author, he's also a computer scientist at Georgetown University. He's wrote written a couple of books, Deep Work, which I intend to read and digital minimalism, which I did read, which is awesome. And he was just talking about some of the perks of um, being off of social media. And uh, we're running a bit out of time right now, so I'm going to kind of breeze through these really quickly. But having more boredom in your life from not being on social media is actually really important for you because Mm. now that we have social media, any moment of boredom that you might have, you can fill it by opening TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is, because if you're standing in line at the grocery store or whatever, you're waiting at a doctor's office for your appointment, 
you just have instant distraction. Guilty as charged. Yeah, no, most people are guilty of this. Like, I'm not saying it's necessarily (laughs) wrong per se, but what people are not realizing now in this environment is that it's very important for you to have, for your own self-development, to have some alone time with your thoughts, which is what Mm -hmm. you get solitaire from your daily walks, right? Absolutely. Very very helpful for Mm -hmm. you or whatever. So, you guys, it's really important actually to have some boredom in your life because that gives you an opportunity for you to be alone with your thoughts and to really deeply evaluate yourself, your life, the world around you, how you're perceiving it. And you're losing out on that by distracting yourself with social media. Okay. So mm-hmm. another uh, benefit of being off of social media is higher quality leisure. And these are all tips from Cal Newport. And I'm going to get to his privacy, which is the, the crux of the conversation. But mm-hmm. a higher quality leisure, you know, if you're not on social media, you're going to want to fill that time. But you're going to maybe fill it with reading a book or, you know, mm-hmm. doing something a little more productive. Maybe you'll start like a, a YouTube channel or something or something that is just a little more productive instead of just, again, just killing time because you're distracted or whatever. Also, lower anxiety. If you're not on social media, basically the world you expose yourself to is the world you'll perceive. And what you're exposing yourself to on social media will absolutely color how you perceive the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, people that are on social media have way more anxiety than people that are not on social media. Um, and also, it lowers your sense of self-importance, which is really, it's like the ego kind of being humble type thing or whatever. When you're on social media, it kind of feels like the whole world revolves around you, right? And mm-hmm. even though, or you're pay- also paying attention to other people, and that person then feels like the world is revolving around them and all that stuff. So it's kind of a a, a terrible circle jerk of feeling good and all that <laughs> stuff and everything. But um. The, the challenge of getting off of social media, even for a month, this is what Cal Newport, he tries to challenge people to get off social media for at least one month. But the caveat is to do it without telling anybody that you're going to get off of social media. And what most people found when they took on this challenge is that when they got off of social media, they didn't tell anybody. Nobody noticed that they were off of social media. You know, but I think, Nina, you actually took a break from social media and some of your friends noticed, right? Yeah, they did. They messaged me and they're like, are you okay? Right. <laughs> wow. That's, so you're in that small percentage, the minority of people that... um, Because that... they're all because all of her friends are just as engaged. So of course they're going to notice. Actually, when... no. You know what's funny? None of, my, none of my friends, like you see how I scroll to the end of my Instagram feed and everything. None of my <laughs> friends do that. Like none of my friends, but we do send each other things. And I think that's why they noticed they went to send yeah, yeah, something right. and they're like, oh shit, she's not there anymore. They might not read to the end of their feed, Nina, but they (laughs) definitely are engaged in like every day like you are. And they would notice that you're not not on there because I for me, I consume social media like I post. I I consume it every day because I, I, you know, I think my feed like I pretty much sends me things that I like. And I also have a filter like. Mm-hmm. I don't spend more than like 10 minutes at a time. Like, you know, some people will scroll for like, a, a, I'll go back to it frequently, but I don't, it doesn't like absorb me. I can take a break from it, but I don't post, you know, I, I can go like two, three weeks without posting. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you guys about that in a sec, but I'm going to play a little excerpt from Cal Newport's um, podcast right. called the deep life, the deep life with Cal Newport. And this is his point about talking about privacy and then I'll come back and I'll ask you guys some questions about it. So here's Cal Newport from his uh, podcast, The Deep Life, talking about the benefit of privacy from not being on social media. If you're on these platforms all the time, you have to be generating content all the time. This content is going to reveal over time more than you probably want to actually reveal. 
It is a very unsettling position to be in as a human to know that there is an amorphous, large crowd of people you mainly don't know who know a lot about you, and you don't even know how much it is that they know about you. It's very unsettling. It is not natural. Human beings are wired to have relatively tight-knit communities where people know them well through bounds of family or other types of community connection. You trust each other. They have your back. You have their back. They see you're bad. They see you're good. They see you at your best. They see you at your worst. But everyone trusts each other. Everyone's willing to sacrifice on behalf of each other in these small, close-knit communities. That is the socialization we're wired for, not there's 10,000 amorphous people here looking at my back-and-forth conversations on Twitter trying to figure out when the pounce. So we do not need to be that open to that many people. It doesn't match our wiring. It can make us pretty unsettled. Preach. Any thoughts just off the top of what Cal just said? Preach. <laughs> Bible, tabernacle, church. Like what, what, what more needs to be said? And I think that we, I always say this, particularly about our generation, because we literally, literally experienced the evolution of like the first cell. I remember the, the first cell phone. Yeah, the, the technological first revolution. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with no screen, like it was like a whatever, like a else, like a dot matrix screen. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we understand what it's like to socialize, to live, to kind of grow without having that constant access. So anybody who's doing that, that's from our generation still has, a foot in that in that old school world where this generate people who grew up with the technology there's they have no frame of reference to be able to understand the value of just shutting the fuck up <laughs> and not saying anything being like hey that's pretty fucked up but i don't need to tweet it i don't need to instagram it nobody needs to know my thought because that's the value that i have that's my my currency you okay. know what i'm saying yeah so I, i'm more curious now to hear what nina has to say because she's more we we have a nice balance on our show here of yeah me who's not on social media at all at one end of the spectrum and then you have nina on the other end of the spectrum who's <laughs> deep in those social media streets deep. and then and solitaire's in the middle like he's dipping his toe in the waters and he's pulling mm -hmm. it out and sometimes he just jumps cannonballs into the water and sometimes he doesn't or whatever so Nina, 100%. you you said at the sh in the beginning of the show too, Nina, you were like, uh, certain things you don't share, certain things mm -hmm. you don't post, and this and that. How have you determined what you will share and what you don't share and what you consider to be private? What does privacy mean to you? Because I really don't think, especially if you're a young kid these days and you've only ever known a world of social media, private, I don't even know what privacy means to those kids. Like, I, I don't even know if they understand the concept of it. So how do you decide mm -hmm. what you will post, what you won't post, what you... What's too far in terms of your privacy? Um, I think like some things I won't put like in terms of privacy, like I guess like just things that I don't basically when you post something, it becomes everybody's business. So things that I don't want to become other people's business and I don't want like bad juju around or mm -hmm. stuff like, like, okay, example, I did a vision board back in September of not 2022, but 2021. And my friends, it was me and two of my friends, and they're they're like, oh, let's take a picture and post it on our Instagram story. I'm like, bro, you're not posting my vision board on your story. Because I'm like, I don't know whose bad juju is watching that story 
and putting bad energy onto it. And they posted theirs and none of all the shit that could go wrong in that one week after they posted it went wrong. I'm like, I told you guys, I don't know why you didn't listen to me, but my vision board worked. Like, so it's just things I just think of like, so like my account is open too, right? I just think Mm -hmm. of like, there are people who do not have your best interests in mind and just watch you because Mm -hmm. they're jealous or they don't like you or keeping tabs. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I only share the things that I don't care people what know they about think or what they don't think yeah, yeah okay. like and i don't really care what your opinion is or not or, or not but if it's something that's close to my heart or sentimental to me or anything like i won't share that i will only share that with my actual friends in real life because i'm like i know you have my best interest in heart okay do, mm-hmm. you, do you think it's it's plausible or reasonable or doable for a person to work in the pub, public eye like solitaire Mm-hmm. yourself as well nina for the most part or like anybody else that's like in sort of media or celebrity or entertainment is it possible to be in the public eye as your vocation but still be a private person yeah because i think i've done that i think uh well you guys know the past couple of years there's been so many things happening in my life that nobody on social media would ever have any idea of whatsoever mm-hmm. so yep. i think like i think it's definitely very possible and i think uh yeah, like a hundred percent. I think that's my that's my example. <laughs> that's literally. I my almost. Example. I feel like some people feel like, especially if you're in the public eye. And again, obviously, if you're like a, a Instagram influencer or something, then you don't have a choice really. Like that's your job, and you're trying to make a living through mm-hmm. social media. So, you know, you're gonna obviously have the pressure to post a lot or whatever. But I, I think people mistakenly believe that working in the public eye also means that you kind of give up your privacy. And I think, too, I think it also, like, because, like, actual influencers that have, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, yeah, you share all your stories in your entire life because you're basically a reality TV star at that point. People right. watch you because they want to know that stuff. They they want to know what's going on and stuff. But I think if you're, like, somebody like me and you share those things with the world, like, like you don't. Like, why are you sharing it? What do you, what do you consider oversharing? You want someone to share their opinion, obviously, if you're sharing it. So like, why would you share it? Like oversharing? Like, what would I consider oversharing? Yeah, like, what what do do you consider to be like oversharing? Mm, Like, okay, like when people get into arguments with their boyfriend or girlfriend and posting the whole transcript of the argument on Twitter or on Instagram, why are you doing that? that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And it's like, why are you doing that? Like, you obviously want, and then you're going to get mad when somebody tells you what they think about it, but you obviously wanted people's opinions because why would you put it out there? You control, you can't get mad at people for minding your business if you're putting your business out there. That's plain and simple. So, like, that's the way I look at it. If I don't want to hear other people's opinions or I don't want anyone who doesn't like me and who's watching me on social media and whatever to chime in on what's happening in my life, I'm not going to share it. It's, if I don't, care then yeah i will share it but if i if i if i'm at a point like and maybe i might not the things that i care about today i might not care about later on down mm-hmm. the road you right. know what i mean so it's it's yeah that's kind of what it what it is in my opinion if you put it out there you're asking other people to mind your business so you can't be mad to mind yeah to pay attention yeah. to you so you can't be mad okay so there you go mm-hmm. psa from nina for you guys out there so <laughs> again and just to put a bow on this conversation and wrap it up now is just just maybe have more thought about like what you consider to be privacy and maybe protect your privacy just a little more out there. Maybe don't share so much about your life and just keep it for your friends and family more. So, so that's energy for... is real guys. Yeah. Energy is definitely real. So that's it for, um, to be determined. 
<laughs> to be determined. I came up with all the boxes. names for this for Such... show now, eh? All the segments. Nah, we'll, you know, we'll take some time, figure it out. It's going to come together at some point. But um, <laughs> so, I, I'm always, I'm always uh, a fan, literally, as a co-host of yours and a friend of yours, of hearing your, ta- your takes on these things, because especially because of your perspective and your experience and your wisdom. But... Yeah, you know, thanks for for sharing that. I think you give a lot of context on social media, but you know, nobody's gonna listen because yeah, social media is a it's a condition. We it are really slowly is a growing our following on this podcast right now, and even if it's just if we change one mind, we've done our job. You sound like Doctor Phil. Yeah, it's true though. It's super fact. <laughs> if we've even super just facts. helped one person, honestly, because. We're using this thing. We're, I don't think we're really considering the ramifications of how it's affecting us. I think we're mm-hmm. feeling the, the ramifications, but we're not placing the right blame on those feelings for people that are feeling anxiety. Maybe they feel like they're just being stressed out by their work. Maybe they feel like it's their family that's stressing them out. Maybe they didn't realize that scrolling to the end of their feet every night might be the reason why they're, why they're feeling anxiety. Woo! I don't know. I'm just saying. Sobbing. And morning and afternoon. I'm just saying. So I just want people to at least just think a little more so about how they use social media. And again, if, if you're not using it for you, to your advantage, it's using it to its advantage. So, yeah. I agree. All right. Well, take heed, ladies and gentlemen out there. Uh, and now without further ado, let's get... Uh, Let's get to Nina and this week's edition of Music News because uh, this uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna have some morbid curiosity when it comes to Takashi Six Nine and this uh, <laughs> this disaster I didn't see situation video, of him getting his ass. Oh, you did oh, I didn't want to see oh. it because I don't like. I'm, again, I'm, I don't I, like watching violence. I don't either. like violence. I don't like supporting violence, and that's why I said I feel guilty for smiling and laughing when I saw the story because I was like, it's wrong, Richard. It's, it's wrong. You shouldn't be happy that someone got beat up, but it's the person. It's who it is, and yeah. he deserves. He deserves I get it. headaches when I watch videos of people getting beat up yeah, or killed. I, Not at, killed. After George it. Floyd, I have been hyper vigilant about clicking on anything that that potentially has violence. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, okay. So Takashi six nine was hospitalized dun, 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 <laughs> after being beat up by a few guys at an LA fitness in Florida. Hmm. So there's a video of the whole thing happening and it, it looks like it was in a bathroom and six nines on the floor trying to protect his head while he literally gets dragged around by his hair, kicked, punched and stomped on. Wow. Um, the caption of the video suggests that they beat him up because of his past, specifically being a snitch. And this idiot also had no security with him. So imagine you go to the gym, you're just going for your regular evening workout. I myself would have a shock if I see this rainbow-haired, t- face-tattooed gremlin on the Stairmaster by himself. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, that would really shock me. Anyways, he had no security with him, and then the gym staff had to call an ambulance after his attackers fled. And apparently, after the beatdown, he said he's not going to switch gyms, and he's going to continue to go out without security. But he hasn't publicly outspoken about it, but that's what apparently he did say. Um, mm-hmm. he suffered- That's what he has, that, that fake tough, tough guy talk. What else is he supposed yep. to say? Guys, I'm afraid <laughs> for my life. 
I don't want to go out by myself anymore. And I thought he didn't have security anymore because he couldn't afford to pay a security anymore. Well, That's exactly why he doesn't have security anymore. Well, he my house a bodyguard apparently, and I'll tell you what he had to say about it. But oh. so six nine suffered injuries to his ribs, back, and jaw, and rappers slash his rivals like Chief Keef and Lil Reese from Chicago they didn't hold back from kikiing about the incident online. Okay, they were making it. fun of him. Lil Reese was like. Oh, I, I, I hope you get better soon, pussy boy. Come, come see me or something. I don't know, something really funny. And then he put up a GoFundMe link for him, and then she <laughs> just put up a bunch of crying, laughing, and face emojis. It's, but yeah, because people love a story of comeuppance, man. And this guy was due for yeah. his. Well, so his bodyguard, so Six Nine's bodyguard, he does have one. He took to social media. So he's on he vacation. Talked. He was on vacation. I don't know what he was doing, but he went on social media and he said he challenges these four guys, the three guys who beat up Six Nine and the cameraman, to fight him. And if they win, they get ten thousand dollars. But if they lose, they die. He's a loser. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Whatever. What, whatever. So Wack One Hundred, who managed Six Nine at one point, spoke on the incident, saying they did him like this for snitching. Then turned around and snitched on themselves because they posted the video online. Clout is the new crack. Six nine. I wish you a speedy recovery. The ones who filmed and posted themselves will remember this day for many years to come. And six nine will now know he has to move accordingly. He already knew Charlemagne. that. Charlemagne also spoke out on the uh, on the altercation, saying you get the energy you put out there. And love and mm-hmm. hip hop New York star Rich Dollars took to Twitter to share his two cents, and he said people are jumping Takashi, but Zimmerman is out there living his best life. Make it make sense. There's no point in that. And then he said, not a fan of old boy, but shouldn't Zimmerman be public enemy number one in Florida? Both things can be true. Both things can be true. Well, we're going to get into it. And then lastly, one social media user also shared their opinion on the matter saying, y'all keep missing the worst part of 6ix9ine's behavior, which was disrespecting damn near every rapper who died, including Nipsey Hussle. It's Mm -hmm. one thing to say, suck my dick, but this man was basically spitting on graves and making fun of people dying. And those artists' mothers had to get online and see that. So. I have to ask, after everything 6ix9ine has done, do you think he deserved this beatdown? And if he was not a celebrity and just a regular person moving like this, would that change your opinion on whether or not he deserved the beatdown? <laughs> if he was just a regular person and he's not a celebrity, he probably would be off this planet. He'd be dead already. already. If, you're, if, you're, if you're brazenly snitching, and this is, I want to make a, uh, an amendment because I joked at the beginning of the show and I said snitches get stitches and all that stuff, which is like, a, I guess what, I don't know what it is, but it's like a slogan or saying in hip hop culture mm-hmm. and black culture in general, because it, it's born out of basically the police state Loyalty. being an enemy to black people in general, right? So police being the enemy, for you to tell on a compatriot or another black person to the police that that's like a it's horrible it's a horrible thing to do but mm. i think we do have to evolve and grow in terms of how we you know define or you know address this whole snitching thing right like i would want someone well, to the- i would want someone to snitch if it would bring like say nipsey hustles killer to justice you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like there are lots of situations where it's perfectly fine to snitch even charlamagne has said you know if you beat me up i'm snitching i'm gonna go to the cops and <laughs> i'm gonna you know i'm not gonna just be silent if you assault me yeah. on the street like i'm not gonna go to the cops like technically that would be snitching but i mean like what is like that's that's just the, here's com- the thing. He- yeah go ahead yeah here's oh, what i was gonna say here's the thing about snitching if you and your associate both decide, yo, we're going to rob this bank. <laughs> and then you get one of you gets caught 
And to get off your charge, you say, oh, this guy did it. Mm -hmm. You're a snitch. Mm -hmm. However, if you're a patron at that bank that was standing in line with your withdrawal form and and the bank gets robbed and you're like, yo, (laughs) and they say, yo, who did it? And you point out that motherfucker, but like, yo, he did it. You're not a snitch. Yeah, thank you. You're That's a civilian. Good. Thank you, Solitaire. Thank you for explaining that. Because yeah, snitching is when you are both criminals and you snitch on your contempt, your your Com- partner in this yeah. crime. To that get is Takashi, yes, yeah, and Takashi, exactly Takashi, that. and, yeah. and the, yeah. that's why to, for him. I'm not necessarily saying I advocate violence or I wish violence on anybody, but I will say those who can't hear must feel. He could hear. And I will say- he could hear. He heard it perfectly fine, and he was rubbing it in people's face. He was, he was trolling, yeah. He was- but I think, I think, you know what I think is silly is I think that like, I think what Wack One Hundred said is true. Like these guys, uh, they they beat him up or they 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 snitched they on themselves too. They, 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 they they're also because yeah, that was that's my thing. Like these are regular people who who don't know him they don't have relations to him they just beat him up because it's the cool thing to do if this was the people takashi snitched on fine it's warranted i don't care but like the fact that it's random people that i'm just like not all heroes wear capes nina okay but i'm just like what was the like it's just so extra to me i'm like what was the point like if I, even if i was a part of the street life and whatever and i believed in that code and i seen him I wouldn't beat him up because I'm like... But you would, because if you're in the street cold and you're living that life, your mentality would be different and you would go beat him up. Yes, but like, I'm just like, it's silly because it didn't impact you directly. Those guys are heroes. Well, Nina, I think think what you're also overlooking is that, you know, the, the, the street crime syndicate or the there's a network of people so you there it might very well be an affiliate or affiliate group of people that were like kind of towing the line for the new york operation so to speak i mean the street shit is the street shit goes so deep it's ridiculous like if you're not involved like the there's so many aspects to it mm-hmm. that you know they very well there might have been a bounty a street bounty and these guys collected but the problem is to your point it's there's definitely an element of clout chasing when you video like it okay you video it you you film it to send it to the to send to the people that you like that say yo whoever gets this guy slipping gets like 10 g so you film it to prove it but the fact that they posted it to social media that in and of itself is really talking about privacy two seconds ago and that's one of the things a lot of people feel like if it's not posted it never happened yeah but but, yeah well i will say though this might be an unpopular opinion. I do Uh-oh. agree with Rich Dallas about the whole Zimmerman thing no. being public enemy number one rather than Takashi. Why are we putting our energy into beating up somebody who energy is abundant? Wants... We can spread it around. We can put energy <laughs> into beating up Takashi and I beating up Zimmerman. But I think it's more worthwhile. Like the street stuff, it just seems so like because to me that street stuff in particular, like that scenario with Takashi, seems so like tv show not reality like just not worth it but zimmerman actually had more real life consequences i feel like but that the world saw here, that i feel like it should be he should be public enemy number one why is, are we putting energy into is. hunting down takashi when we can hunt down zimmerman for two reasons well mm-hmm. one reason connected first of all george zimmerman absolutely 100 percent public enemy number one i i would feel no remorse about people someone getting their hands on him but he is almost a little politically protected 
because yeah. you have a lot of politicians in the states it's on the right wing that you know they're going to be talking about gun laws and he was this and he was that so whoever does decide one day to get at zimmerman just know that person is going to jail for life or whatever and i think anybody out there knows that that if you do go at zimmerman it, zimmerman is in the same boat as that kyle rittenhouse douchebag kid that yeah. killed two people at the uh at Protests. some protest or whatever Wisconsin. like he's like, that fucking kid is like a national hero <laughs> to to those um yeah. to those right wingers and mm-hmm. Zimmerman is the same for these people. He killed a black kid, and they were like, you know, oh, he was wearing a hoodie and this and that. They came up with a hundred different excuses. So, but now with Takashi, no one's gonna care. Those this, those same politicians, police or whatever. No, there's not gonna be any justice for Takashi if someone <laughs> if someone Why goes did you there. See that hashtag one day. <laughs> or well, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. So no one's gonna feel bad about Takashi. None of the police or these politicians or anybody cares what happens to him. So hmm. someone can get to him and beat the shit out of him. They're not going to really suffer the consequences, except for they were dumb enough to post it on social media. But once, mm-hmm. if somebody were to get at Zimmerman, please believe the police are going to investigate that to the fullest extent. And they're going to find the person that did it and throw them in the darkest, deepest hole. Because mm-hmm. that guy's like a national hero to those fucking piece of shit right wingers in the States. The same way <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse is. So, yeah, that's why. Yeah. And both well... can be true. Zimmerman can be public enemy number one, and Takashi can still catch some hands out on the streets. So, yeah. Hmm. Seltzer, any last thoughts on this? Uh, you reap what you sow. Um, snitches do get stitches <laughs> because if you're a snitch, when you by by the definition of the street code of snitch, you deserve what you get because you know what you're getting yourself into. I will say, for me. There is a part of me understanding the the like a, a a significant context of the street life that I do actually feel sorry for him. Like when you see him speak, there was one time I saw him speak on the Breakfast Club, yeah, and Charlemagne was actually like actively saying, "Hey, uh, you dumb fuck, stop doing this shit. Why are you doing this?" And he was like in a half a half ass way, like just you know this. I think this is Didn't right Fat before Joe the even case try to broke. talk to him too. I a bunch so. of people, a bunch of people. But I think, and I don't say this with any disrespect or, or like, um, you know, trying to down, like downplay people who are special needs, but he strikes me, he struck me as a special needs a bit person. Autistic. I think he's, t- I think he was taken advantage of. I think that he did, he was not really understanding what he was getting himself into. He was just kind of, you know, in he was enamored by the the clout he was getting, the fame, the money, and he just thought at his age that it would just be limitless. And I think he was really used as a pawn by the people that he ended up snitching on, which he kind of realized at that moment that he didn't really have a choice. He had no spine, no backbone, and he did what he he, he was in self preservation mode, and he has no idea. So part of me feels like that's kind of my assessment of him, but at the end of the day, he's he was he made a choice. A what list he made a choice, and uh, now he's sitting in it. <laughs> well, anyways, let's move on to these quick headlines, and then I have no better take two, which I can put all into the same segment. Oh boy, let's do it. <laughs> so somebody launched a class action lawsuit against Ticketmaster Canada for post price gouging for price the drink. Gouging. 
gouging, yeah, whatever. Gouging. Shit, you guys get it. <laughs> for the Drake and 21 tour, which, by the way, rumor has it 21 can't even come for, come to Canada for. And I did call this because don't forget, 21 has this whole ice case going on in America. How the fuck is he going to come here? Like, yes, he does. Hey, maybe, Dr- hey, listen, Drake Drake runs the board. You never I know. know that, but ice, that's a little bit of a hard one, I feel like, you know? I like if it's ice, a that's record, America. That's whatever. not here, though. Ice is well, not, that's America. That's not here. I don't know if he's going to be able to get him. But anyways, that has not been confirmed. It's just a rumor. But I did have an inkling that could be an issue. Anyways, they're saying Ticketmaster purposely charged almost $800 a ticket for the first show in Montreal. And then $400 less for the second show, Drake later added. But the guy who started the lawsuit is saying Ticketmaster already knew about the second show. So they were price gouging. Gouging, yeah. Mm-hmm. Price gouging, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So anyways, do. are you guys going to go to that concert? No. No. Yes, I know I you want to be front and center. <laughs> I do want to go. Concert. I think I'm actually going to be away that weekend because it's, it's probably going to do it over weekend. But my uncle in Vancouver, he did give me a call, and my aunt does not listen to the podcast, so I can say this. Rainy's dad, Rainy's mom and dad. So Rainy's dad called me, and he was like, "Hey, Rainy's birthday is at the end of August, which I already know, but he's like, if you come, Drake's birthday is, I mean, Drake's concert is two days before her birthday." And uh, Rainy's mom wants to go, but she doesn't. She's like, the tickets are too expensive. So he wants to surprise her. And he's like, you go with her to the concert. I'm like, wait, mm. she took me to my first OVO when I was 16, too. So, like, she's like a cool, cool aunt. Nice. So mm. I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And he's like, I'll buy your tickets. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I might see him in Vancouver, in yeah. Vancouver, but it's still seeing him. So, yeah. Can I ask you guys just, uh, yeah. especially you nina and solitaire as well just is there, is there any artist right now who's big in the world that you haven't seen in concert that you absolutely like saw on your bucket list to see them in concert chris brown uh well i saw him at summer summer jam that but doesn't that count, doesn't really then. count yeah so chris brown okay hmm. solitaire and i want to go i want to go on stage and get a lap dance from him i regret that oh i never got a chance God. to see uh nina yeah, holy nina. moly just taking right. it to the extra end what do you guys not see what he's doing someone on tiktok broke up with their girlfriend for that are you stupid you could never be my my boyfriend if you're breaking up with me over chris brown giving me a lap dance yeah that's that's wild okay <laughs> uh i'm trying to think there's but a lot of concerts that I would like. Threw that out there. <laughs> yeah i know i know there's a lot of concerts that i think that i would uh, I regret that I didn't get to see Prince in concert. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. But that, I, no, that's but, probably my biggest concert regret. Yeah, but who's a, who's Prince. alive right now? Who's a big artist that if they're coming to Toronto, come hell or high water, you're going to go see them? I don't know. Beyonce? You never saw? I've never seen Beyonce. Pick, actually. actually, no. Did I? Did I? No, I never saw Beyonce okay. in concert. Oh, right, wow. I saw that. I did the On the Run tour with Jay Z. That was a good one. Okay. And the, another one before that, too. I have the ticket up here, but well, I don't speaking know. Speaking of that. Beyonce and Jay Z, let's keep this rolling with the quick okay. headlines. Jay Z's net worth has hit $2.5 billion, keeping him Ooh. in the lead as the richest rapper alive. Okay, yes, sir. Nice. Ho! Apparently, Diddy's been filming a reality show for Hulu with his kids called Diddy Plus Seven. <sighs> oh, Lord. Same network as the Kardashians. It'll be a hit. The week I'll probably watch it. The weekend was... <laughs> I love me some reality you TV. You do. You love reality shows. <laughs> Yo, Love is Wine season four. Have you started? Oh, ready. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, uh, you need to. You need to. Please, this weekend. Please. <laughs> Nina. I don't want to watch Love is Blind anymore, Nina. I don't. I don't. There's never going to be another Lauren and Cameron. Never no, again. Please. 
No, you gotta watch this. This one is crazy. You gotta watch it. Or at least watch the highlights so you can see. There's only four episodes out right now. Another four come out this Friday. That's four too many, Nina. Well, just start it right now, tomorrow or something. I'll think about oh my it. God. Okay. Uh, the weekend has officially been declared as the world's most popular artist by Guinness World Records. Over Drake. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And three men accused of killing XXX Tentacion back in 2018. So five years ago, they finally been found guilty of first degree murder and armed robbery, and are facing life sentences. And court cases take a while. Five years. I remember that was the day of my York graduation when that happened. Wow! Wow. Anyways, that's, that's it for music news. So now, no better take. Okay. No better take with no, no better Nina. No better take. Uh, how did it go? No, 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 Nina, you sing it again. I don't even remember how I did it. I'm going to get that audio and that's going to be the intro. <laughs> Trust, but Make go sure, on, Nina. Make sure. Okay, so uh, somebody, so there's this tweet. And it's like unpopular relationship opinions that would get you in this position. And it's a cartoon with all these knives surrounding him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this girl said, this is her unpopular opinion that would get her in the position with all the knives. If a man has told you that he's not ready for a relationship, you stick around and play girlfriend anyways, and he sleeps with you but does not change his mind. You are not the victim in that scenario. In fact, a strong case can be made that you are actually a manipulator. Ooh, sexy. Ooh, what do okay. you think? What do you think about that? I feel personally attacked. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read it again here because I'm, I'm really trying to think this out in my head. So if a man told you that he is not ready for a relationship, you stick around and play girlfriend anyway, and he sleeps with you but does not change his mind. You are not the victim being the woman in that scenario. In fact, the case can be made that you are actually the manipulator. I agree. You think that the I think the manipulator part's a stretch. Not necessarily. How is it, how you manipulate? How how would I be a manipulator in that? Well, uh, manipulating maybe is a little strong per se, but the the point is is that he was honest and he said how he feels and you just went along with it in terms of well, thinking that he's going to change his mind that's a little manipulative in the sense too especially when it comes to if you're not interested well maybe you want to have sex with him or whatever but for me at least in my experience back in the day sometimes girls were like unless we're boyfriend and girlfriend we're not having sex or whatever kind of thing girls used to say that all the time i know we're living in a different age now where there was this funny thing that nina sent the other day where it was like people have sex wondering how long they'll get in a relationship where before they used to be in a relationship <laughs> until they had sex kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of flipped on its head from the way it used to be when I was your age dating. But um, yeah, that that is kind of manipulative because she's, she's playing the part thinking that he's going to change his mind, right? Mm-hmm. So you're definitely not a victim. Salter, what do you think? I think that is 100% bang on accurate because... You are kind of trying to read some subtext into it, or you have your own ulterior motives. You've heard what this person has said, and you've decided to stick around because, in the back of your mind, there's some there is uh, some hope that you'll be able to persuade him. But if you're not actively voicing that, and you're just kind of going along to get along. <laughs> That's that is that is manipulation. That's like that's almost like gaslighting. Well, that happened to me I once. Think, well, right, well, tell us what I, you think, Nina, because obviously you disagree. Early twenties, Nina used to be this girl. Okay, and now this is this is just a mirror. This it is was, just a mirror for and present day, Nina. Uh, no, but but this is the thing. But the difference is, early twenties, Nina 
Nina her whole life never shut up and she will always voice how she feels about something and always As talk her feelings out. So I, I did, it's not like what Solitaire said where I would, wouldn't say anything and just go with the flow. Nah, bro, I'm asking you once we hit three months, what the fuck are we doing? Right. Like, are we changing our minds or not? And then I dip, I usually dipped out after three months because the way I saw it was their mind could change because that's what they made it seem like. Their mind could change. And this is the other part about it too where I disagree with the manipulation part because Nine times out of ten, the guy is actually manipulating the girl because he's telling her, oh, I don't want a relationship with you, but then does relationship things such as never makes you, never lets you pay for anything or puts flowers at your at, at your door or something. Or <laughs> all I, those relationships. Stop right now. Stop right now. Those are fuckboy fossies that you're talking about, Nina. But why? But that's the thing. Why are you doing that if I, you said you, you don't, don't want a relationship? No, but you shouldn't, and you don't. Listen, it, personal experience the- again. Hold on, because I was in relationships with girls where you know things start out, and I say, you know what, I'm don't think I want to be in a relationship. Not ready to believe in a relationship. They say, okay, cool. We'll just hang out, have a good time. Doesn't really matter. And then, like you said, three months down the road, um, you know, where's this going? You know, whatever. And then I would say, I said, I don't worry it's not going anywhere like mm-hmm. whatever but the thing is that um what were we talking about here again for this Susan, I uh, people drink. who guys who yeah, say guys. they don't want it yeah, and but, do shit and that's the thing shit. though during that whole time when we were together i didn't do things that were boyfriendy type things to give her the wrong impression other yeah than- see but that's good there's guys who i have been in a scenario where guys always do that and then they that's always wrong, take on dates and they always do all this stuff and i'm like what the fuck are you doing and then i ask them and then they're like i still don't want a relationship and i'm like leave me the fuck alone you gotta understand though paying for things though as a guy that's kind of like that traditional role type thing or whatever where that's not necessarily a romantic boyfriendy thing to do for a girl more so no, guys, but a lot of guys that, just that feel one- like as the man i should be paying yeah, but that one took me out, and that one wouldn't let me even pay for a ten dollar pizza. That one wouldn't let me pay for shit. That's up to him. Like, maybe that's a little manipulative in that regard. That's yeah. like that's him like trying to maybe control you a little or whatever. But exactly. I, again, from my own personal experience, I didn't do things to give her the wrong impression that we we're going in a relationship direction. And then we would hit that three month mark, and they would say like, "Where's this going? What do we do? Like, mm-hmm. like how do you like whatever yada yada?" And then it usually ends there. But yeah. doing all that stuff the extra stuff the boyfriendy type stuff you don't do that if you don't want to be in a well, relationship that's what one person said here they said if he's saying he doesn't want to be in a relationship but is still doing relationship things with you he's the problem as well and most definitely not a victim if people just mean what they say and do what they say the stupid ass topic but what are relationship things agree. what are relationship like, things if you don't want a relationship don't go on dates with the person dates are what? a relationship thing no not necessarily nina yes oh my god yes. you're no you're yes. no nina Yes, no, no, I'm no, very, you know what? No, Nina, I'm no. Very, this is the Scorpio in me. I'm very <laughs> one end of the spectrum or the other because this is the way I look at it. If we're just fuck buddies, we are just fuck buddies. We are not going on dates. We're not hanging out after we fuck. We're not talking outside of other than when we hang out to fuck. And that's it. So Point blank. You period. gotta establish My lines that. are very clear. So you establish if we that. Are, if we are looking to see if there's a romantic relationship, we are going on dates and we're doing those things sure. and, and, and that's different, but those are two very different things to me. And that's why I'm like, if you don't want a relationship, you are not taking, we're not going on dates. No, nope. but then that's nope. fine though. So, but if he then says, okay, so you guys established that you're just friends with benefits, right? There's uh-huh. no relationship. Nothing is just, you, you meet up, you, you do the deed and then you bounce or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. if the next day or two days later, he hits you up and says, Hey, there's the new, you know, 
Kendrick Lamar is coming to town. He's doing a private show, and I got a couple of tickets. Do you want to come with me? You say no. You say that's not how our relationship works. You don't accept the tickets. I'll say go- yes, but okay, but that's David, great. That's, go, that's a big. That's a big one, though. You, you I'm talking are, like you don't said, say, don't ask me to go to dinner and stuff. stuff. Don't ask Nina. me. That's don't user ask stuff. Me to go. No, because then I'm going to say I'll accept the tickets, but go sit on. Don't even hang out with me. Like go on the opposite side. We're not going to hang out then. We're just going to do our own thing. At the are same you going to say that after you get inside me. the venue? Because you're asking me. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask my fuck buddy that if I had tickets. I'm asking. My no, friends. no. But the point <laughs> is that the guy is going to ask you or whatever. So if he said, it doesn't even. Yeah, have to that's be... manipulative. That's manipulative. No, it's manipulative because on your part. If you don't part. want a relationship. Why do you want to hang out with me outside of that? Yeah, then you say him. Unless you, you were my friend first. Then you say that to him right off the top. You'd be like, listen, exactly. that's, that's not our arrangement. Don't ask me to go out anywhere. That's what you say. But if he comes to you now and says, yeah, I have tickets to this concert, you're going to accept. Bro, if he tells me he's the tickets to Lil Wayne concert, I'll tell him I'm going, but I'm not sitting with him. And that I'm not going be- with him. I will meet him there to get inside with the tickets, and that's it. Yo, that's his own fault for You're asking me. Far. If I if I set the clear boundary saying we don't do any of this stuff, and he still goes and asks me, that's manipulative on his part. If I set the boundary and said we do not hang out outside of this, so then of course I'm going to take advantage because you're Solitaire, being a. Can you please inject some adultness I, into you this? You know, so. you know why? You know why I can't? Because Nina has to. This is one of those things where you have to learn by experience. Because Nina. I under I know where you're at only because I work with young artists and I know how like I've heard how some of these young females think. But the problem is there is and I'll tell you from me my, my perspective, I'm a cerebral person and I'm kind of experiencing this right now in terms of like you could say one thing, but hope is a motherfucker. When you hope something yeah. is gonna happen, you will draw logical conclusions in your head that is not been verbalized, but that you project and you cannot project. And this idea of like, you know, you're going to go to a little Wayne concert and sit separate. That's not sexy. I want, I want to sit like, I will, I will date somebody who I know I will never be in a relationship with, but I will also only date somebody that like, for me, there's, there's people, guys can say, yo, I could fuck a bitch. And not talk to her and not really like for me, I'm cerebral. Like for me, sex is very much mental and like the whole experience of being social and kind of having that push pull dynamic. So dating is a part of that. But I will also let you know, I'm not only dating you. And if you're not okay with that, we don't have to date. But for me to be attracted to you in that way, I need that process. So it's kind of like I have to be extremely clear about that from the jump. But if I'm saying that and you're hearing, well, if he's buying me dinner, he must mean this. You're projecting. That's yeah. all you. That has but, nothing to do with me. I already told you where my head is at. And if that changes, I'm grown enough to let you know, like, hey, you know what? I'm actually starting to feel you. Maybe we should make this exclusive. But, see, but I'll tell you off jump. Like, listen. Because I need that. I want to. I want to take you out. I want to watch you dance. I want to grind on you. Oh, 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's part of it. Holy. To me, that's part of that's part of the oh my. that's part of the of the But chase. see, that means that then that means right off the bat you don't not want a relationship. You want to see if there's a possibility of having a relationship. So you can't say No, no it has nothing that has nothing Nina, it has nothing to but do with it. But it does because you just said it's possible that your mind can oh change. No, but it's not but the thing is Somebody the, 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 honestly, it's please. it's not the relationship. It's okay. Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: it's not that it's not it's not a monogamous relationship. It is a relationship. You're yeah, right. We're going on, but it's not a monogamous relationship. Not it's not like I want you to be my only girl. It's yo, I yeah. enjoy spending time with you. I enjoy hanging with you. I don't mind paying for you to hang out because we're cool. I like your conversation. But you're not the only person that I enjoy spending time with. Let's get to some of the responses here because we're so far over time. Okay, holy moly. I agree with this 100%. I respected this guy for being honest. This is my favorite one. I respected this guy for being honest and telling me he didn't want a relationship from the get-go. I still got into a friends with benefits situation with him and was still actively looking for a partner, which he knew. A couple months down the line, I finally found my person and he was so crushed when I ended things. He really (laughs) thought he was going to have his cake and eat it forever. Yeah, that's his own fault. I agree, but I also don't care. I'm going to still play the victim. This is my movie, and I'm the director and main character. <laughs> oh, Bessie, that's a nut bar. That's a... That's some straight... shit I would say. <laughs> I agree, uh, but I don't care. I'm going to play the victim. This is my movie, and I'm the director and main character. Like, it's true. Run, I agree. Nina, you're absolutely run right. for the hills if you meet that person, yo. <laughs> that person could be me. <laughs> I agree. Most men be honest, but we as women always feel like we can convince them because we are different. They don't see it like that and are not emotional creatures. Most of the time they mean exactly what they say. You got to respect yourself enough to remove yourself from the situation. Thank you. Can I I just add an addendum to that? Like the idea that men are not emotional, that's not true. We're just a lot more in touch with our... They're more logical than emotions. Men think more with logic. Women think more with emotions. Um, mm-hmm. people are misleading not only with their words with their actions they'll say they're not ready so they can do whatever they want but they for damn sure will feed that attachment making that person believe in the illusion of delusion agreed mm-hmm. Um. okay we already read, read this okay the last one if a man tells you he doesn't want to be in a relationship who cares how good he treats you it doesn't mean anything he could just be a good guy just because he doesn't want a relationship doesn't mean he has to be the bad guy because he's doing relationship things if it's something you can't handle you should remove yourself and not blame the man Nina do you this agree was, with that well this was actually told to me right. someone said to me because I was like what like five minutes ago <laughs> I said, why are you doing this? And they said, I'm not, like, I don't know what kind of person, people you've been dating, but, like, (laughs) or, like, why anyone you've been dating wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. But, like, maybe you just dated monsters. Like, I'm a nice person still. Thank you. And I'm like, okay, but you are going overly out of your way to do these things, which is just weird. I I, Listen, I'm not going to say you're a complete nut bar because I do understand the logic of what you're saying, like this person's doing all these nice things for you. You're getting the impression that they want more out of this, right? But hold on. But when you start to see that kind of stuff or you're starting to think, well, he's doing all these things. He says he doesn't want to build a relationship. So maybe it's kind of confusing. Ask them and say something. I do every day. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so now, when they, what is their response? Now, this is, I feel like we're getting into a territory where we don't want to say some is, stuff on the podcast here, 
No, it's okay. Be... Nobody knows what if this is hypothetical or really. Yeah, happening. but what if when it happened? Is it possible that the person that could be the other party could be no, listening to no, the podcast? No, 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 no. no. Okay, <laughs> okay. The response was that they are there is they see a possibility because I had everything that they are looking for. Okay, they see a possibility in the future. That's leading on talk. They are still, yes, but they are still uh, trying to figure it out. That's half on the fence, half off the fence or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but when they, then then you bounce, Nina. You bounce. I'm, 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 my, it's Easter, right? My eggs are spreading. (laughs) Oh, oh my. Not my eggs inside of me, but like my eggs, like in, they're going in other baskets too. But he knows that. He knows that. I I said that. I said, Am I blushing? you're not gonna... <laughs> i'm sweating holy holy you're not gonna like I, I mean, he, he knows that and the agreement is we tell each other if there's other dates and things like that which i'm totally fine with it's very open in that aspect um and he knows that so eggs are spreading everybody eggs are spreading <laughs> but but yo but yo but yo what i will say is thing this whole this whole um manipulation thing and like when people tell you they don't want a relationship whatever i the thing is i think because it worked for me with my ex and he said he didn't want a relationship and i just i something changed and, and it stuck just, around and eventually and it, it changed his I mind i didn't be the most toxic sister relationship you could ever be in but <laughs> it did work <laughs> and that's why when i look at this shit i'm like man people's feelings can change <laughs> don't do it i'm honestly oh. for your own sanity if the guy says he doesn't want to be in a relationship and you choose to just do the friends with benefits thing, that's cool. But if you're catching feelings, you have yeah. to speak up and say something immediately. And if they say, nope, sorry, I'm just, I'm still just good with the friends benefits <laughs> thing. You get out. Then you get out. Yeah. See, I just want to get married. So if you don't want to get married, don't talk to me. Like mm-hmm. soon. All right. Mm-hmm. The end. And, and, and you, you, you are the writer, the editor, the executive the producer, producer of your the novel. the character and the director. <laughs> you tell that story how you want, and you cut the minute it doesn't serve you. That's the thing. You have to understand that. But there's a certain value, there's a certain way that you value yourself that you have to be aware of in order to be able to uh, you know how many people to want to do that. See that movie, not a, though, I'll tell you. There's not a lot of people who have, <laughs> who, sure. not a lot of people who have that level of self of, of self awareness, and that's that's the that's the real talk. I'm aware. The problem is, I just don't do what I know I'm supposed to. Sounds do. Sounds like a horror movie. It's all dirt. We thought you said horror movie. Oh, horror! No horror, horror movie. This all dirt's amazing. Definitely her. Horror movie. Terrible. Bullaby, 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 number one. Okay, let's wrap this shit up. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like I overshared today. <laughs> yeah, talking okay. about privacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Nobody knows when it happened or who I'm talking about sure. or what's and, going on. And the thing about it is, you are in control of that. Like, you decided that you wanted to share that. I mean, some people just. <laughs> you know why of... are you making me overthink it? <laughs> No, I, no I, I mean, I don't think there's, you, I don't think there's anything crazy about what you, what you, right, you know, in That's relation to what's thing. online, like that is tame shit. This All is right. not. That's the reassurance. You know, it's your baby. Yeah, these relationship <laughs> you know? streets are no joke, man. Yeah, it's no joke, man. This shit is real. Anyway, that's our show. We went slightly over time, but I think we did pretty good, all things considered. It's but, almost um, two hours. 
Oh my fucking Jesus god! <laughs> but it's two hours of fun, though. It's a wild ride. I definitely enjoyed it, and I I hope you all do too. And um, yeah, that's our show for this March the twenty ninth, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks, perhaps sooner. We're actually toying with the idea of doing uh, micro drops, where one of us will just uh, have our own particular, like maybe like a ten fifteen minute podcast of, about a topic that comes up in between that but other than that we'll be back in a couple of weeks so from now and then oh ready Fox, there's a new last, feature uh, now too if you guys are following us on spotify there is an option if you choose to to support the show financially or whatever so if you do see that yes. prompt or whatever at least give it some thought or whatever but um that is there now available because spotify uh, joined forces with anchor fm and all that stuff so if you do choose Don't. to so if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support us and keep the podcast going then we appreciate it but yeah absolutely please feel free to donate we taking all donations no donation no uh, donation is too big no donation uh, is too big. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not all right on behalf of ready fox and no better nina uh my name is solitaire and we will be back in a couple weeks stay blessed until then peace